with Resma was so incredible that we had to come back. We had to hit y'all with a part two. Okay, now I'm do the other side. I see things changing for Black people the more Black people like me, you, and other people begin to say, you ain't defective. Shit has happened and continues to happen to you and your people. That's not, I'm not saying that same thing when I'm talking about white folks. I think when it comes to race, it's going to be at least nine generations before white people know what the hell is going on with race collectively. They have no idea what collective, what a collective understanding around culture building actually is. They don't. Most white people don't even like being in a room with other white people. That's the dirty secret. When you put white people in a room and you start to talk to them specifically about race, not about NASCAR, not about how you make wine, none of that. But around the charge of race, when you start, the first thing that they want to do is find bodies of culture to come teach them. The first thing that they want to do is to find bodies of culture to talk to. They don't want to be in a room and develop culture over the next nine generations. I mean, have, I feel like you've exp- you've seen this in real time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is my training. Right. Yeah. So can we just speak to that a little bit? <laughs> like... Yeah. The, the training and and how you gleaned this, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I know a lot of us, like as you're saying it, I'm like, I don't even know if I've I've always been the black person they brought in the room. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's, that's why it. I was there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because because the 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 that energy they need to find ways to offload it and off off ramp it, so they find a black body, an Indian body, and I mean from India, and, uh, 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 an indigenous body. Like they find these bodies to come in and teach them, but they're not developing culture. So when I'm doing, let me let me give an example. So I have a two day training online that's called the basics of uh, foundations of somatic abolitionism. So the work, my, the concept, the concept of my work is somatic abolitionism, meaning that we have to we have to abolish the idea of white body being supreme starting with the body first we have to start with those pieces that show up in our bodies and work with those pieces and so one of the things that happens is on my there's a two day on the first day they they meet with uh with white with with some uh, with a, a white trainer that i've trained for the last four years right they meet with her and the reason why is that i want her to work with them before they come into the room with the bodies of culture Right. I don't because because they come into they always come into the room hot. They come into the room either hot in that they are uh, they don't know how to yield or hot in terms of they don't they dis they don't know how to disrupt. Right. So they come in looking for for the black body or the indigenous body. Right. And so what happens is, is that when Carlin is working with the white bodies. And they don't, and they know I'm not coming. I'm not coming in the room. I'm not coming to present. That first day is just them. What they started, they start to do a series of things first. And, and, and it happens every time. One of the first things that they start to do is ask, where's Rasma? Is he coming in? Mm-hmm. Right. The second thing that they start to do is they start to say, they start to credentialize. 
well, I've done this and I've done that. And I've marched with Martin Luther King. And I was the, 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 I mean, they, they start to, right. and they start to do that with each other. Then the next thing that they start to do is they start to do the, 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 the patriarchy stuff. And then they start, so they start to do all of that with each other. And then the last piece is they start to zero in and try and blow it all through Carlin, right? They try and blow all of that energy through her. And, and it's what, like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, that's what happens when you're talking about race. That's why I say race has a 400-year-old charge. Me and you understand the vibration of race. We understand the images and the, and the, and the, and the images and the cognition of race. We understand the meaning-making and the discernment around race. We understand the, the behavior and urges around race. But why we do understand you think the that? affect, oh, the feeling, and yeah. then we... <laughs> the affect... And then the sensation and then the, the imagination of race is what I call the Vambasi. We, we understand all of that intelligence. White folks have not to, uh, had to understand any of that. Well, that, that, I was literally just talking about this on my Instagram the other day. That when I am writing characters, there's a certain intellect that goes unacknowledged. Uh, that many folks who are othered have had to possess in order to gain even the most basic of access. I've had to learn the culture, quote unquote, of whiteness for my survival, for my success, for my safety, for my, all the above. And they have not had to do the same. And I've had to be able to do that, learn that, as well as maintain my own. There it is. Because the effort that they're that they have done in, in direct and indirect ways is to present theirs as the pinnacle so that yours fades away, right? That's so we've, it. we've seen that in Australia with what was being done with the Aborigines. We've seen that right. right here in this country right. with what has been done with Native American folks, et cetera. Yeah. The, right. the let's unlearn you of you. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Exactly but right. I say, but I say that and I... You know, you when you were talking about like we understand all of these things about race, I have always had that in me. I don't know why. I'm and I and I know black people that don't. Right. It's from listen. Close your eyes. They're closed. Okay. Imagine me and you come from a people that were raped for 250 years legally. Just pause. Legally. If you go back far enough, what did my great-great-great-great-grandmother have to do in order to hold on to herself while her babies were being raped starting at the age of nine? How did she have to organize herself around that? How did, and remember, rape was happening to the boys and the girls and everybody in between, right? And what is the amount of cortisol that got stored up in my great-great-grandmother's body? What is the amount of norepinephrine and adrenaline from dealing with that for 
20 years, 30 years, 50 years, uh, uh, letting white babies suck on their breasts so the white women's breasts wouldn't get saggy. Right? What happens to the cortisol around all of that? And, and that not just happening to just my great, great grandmother, but great, great grandmothers for 250 years and they can't run and they can't stay. Both things, the stuckness happening at the same time. And then that grandmother has more children. And then those children have more children. And those children have more children. By the time it gets to us, we notice it as notions, as faintings, as messages. But it's really showing up. That's how it gets back. We learn from our caregivers, not just through instruction, but we learn from our caregivers by what their bodies recoil from and leaned into. And so by the time it gets to us, sis, we just have these pieces that feel like, why do I know that? That's because it's old. It's old. And that's why we have to slow down as, as our people. Like when I'm doing my work with, 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 with black bodies in particular, one of the first things that I'm doing is talking to them about orienting because the historical violence and feralness that shows up when we watch something that happens to brother George Floyd and we watch it and we, and this heat and this texture and this volume and this charge shows up and we, and we have this sense that, Ooh, this, I, this feels bigger. Right. That's what all of that is. That's that's what it is. That's why I say hip, historical, intergenerational, persistent institution, then our own personal stuff. When we watch something that happened to Brianna and then we sit there and then there's no justice. There's maybe accountability and that and that and that that weightedness and our neck and it weathers our nervous system. And so white bodies haven't had to contend with that. And so you did know. Right. There is no broken line between you and creation. When, as you heal these pieces, as you stop yourself from, from flipping out of bed and running and going and you and you start to begin to open up more space and say, you know what? I can't do it that way. If I love people and if this is love work, then I have to be loved differently. I have to be different. And that means it's going to be some pain. That means it's not the choice between pain and no pain. It's the choice between clean pain and dirty pain. Yep. And, and that's what you had to do. I know, you don't even have to tell me what your process is, was. I know that's what you had to do in order to be able to get there, right? Mm-hmm. And that those are the pieces that as a people, we're starting, I'm starting to see us begin to be more forceful about saying, no, I'm going to remember and reclaim this time. When, when, when Auntie Maxine said, I reclaim my time. Yeah. That's what she was saying. Everybody thought she was talking about from this fool. <laughs> She was saying, I'm reclaiming my time because I can. Yes. How about that? That's that's what I'm and 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 the white and the white structure cannot tolerate a free black body. It disrupts the matrix. It disrupts everything. And so the the more you the more you do that reclaiming says, the more that the bot that 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 structure has to contend with a different understanding of what a black body is. It's just, you know, hearing you speak and the idea of the free black body, I think for a lot of people has, has, uh, it curbs at simply just not being incarcerated or at simply just, you know, having your own business, right? Like yeah. that, that's yeah. where, yeah. you know, that's where it ends for folks, but it's so much more it is. spiritual and physiological. It is. It absolutely is. And it absolutely is. 
So, you know, you mentioned cortisol, and I just for our listeners would love if you could just give a brief um, review of how that of of what that yeah. physiological memory is because. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I came to start understanding about what cortisol imprinting on your brain is, it really opened me up also to better understand my partners, my That's black it. my black male partners. That's it. Because I I'm a cisgendered heterosexual woman and I date cisgendered heterosexual men and black men and yeah. the one thing they all have in common is PTSD. Come on. Come on. All of them, no matter where they were born, that's no matter it. their parental structure, just by nature of existing, they come into the world with that already. And, you know, you talk about crack babies, et cetera, but it's like black babies are born yeah. with this imprinting already in you, which is what your book speaks That's right. to. That's right. And then the effort of becoming a free black body is how is like you have to deal with that. You got to deal with that. To your point, all these other things that are coming at you in your actual life. But right. can you talk about the cortisol? Yeah. So, 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 so when I, when I talk about bodies of culture and I don't say people of color, I say bodies of culture because I'm I trying love to reclaim. That. I will be using it yeah. moving yeah. forward. Yeah. So I don't say black people have, or black bodies have a post-traumatic stress disorder. I okay. say black people have pervasive and persistent traumatic stress disorder. All right. PPSD. Okay? PPSD. <laughs> Not post. Ain't nothing post about this shit. Touche. Right. And so, and so for me, this idea of cortisol, really, I want people to understand this. If you right now, anybody that's listening, if you right now go and buy a new house and that new house has just been painted, right? And you don't do anything else with that house. 10 years from now, when you go out and look at the color of that house, it's going to be different. Why? Because it has been weathered. The mm-hmm. rain has hit it. Things have, have, have attacked it. It's snowed, all that different type of stuff. The same thing applies when we're talking about race and the black nervous system. There is a weathering that happens when you are in a society that is structured around the white body deeming itself the standard of humanness. Mm. Off top, the weathering happens. Right. It is, and, 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 and I've been speaking to a guy, I, last year I spoke to a gynecological, a gynecological, uh, conference. And one of the things I said to them, so, so I got to the, I got to the place early. And I was just listening to people do these lectures, right? And I was asked to be the keynote. So I get up and now the whole day, I'm the last keynote, the whole day I go, I said, can I ask y'all a question? And I, and, and I said, now we got all of these gynecologists here from all around the world talking about, uh, you know, uh, pregnancy and da, 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 all this yes. stuff. And you're talking about, the how more black babies even if you account for uh, uh if, even if you account for lifestyle and 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 socioeconomic status black babies on average die more often in childbirth if you if black women die more often than uh and i said now y'all all talking about what you think it might be it might be it might be the cortisol and the, and it might be how the uh how the uh, adrenaline blah 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 how come nobody is talking about uh, 250 years of rape why, why is that not in your vocabulary? Why is the, the weathering effects, the cortisol that's produced when a, when a people have been genocided or enslaved for 250 years? Why are we talking about the level of cortisol that may be in the bloodstream of that mama and may also be, be uh, in the bloodstream of the baby as the actual nervous system is being developed? 
how come we're not talking about that? Fucking, fucking crickets, right? Because, because we don't see the, we, we, we want to find reasons for what's happening to black women other than that there is a, a, a feral, brutal system that continues to impact their nervous system and mm-hmm. continues to impact their progeny's nervous system and continues to impact the nervous system of their ancestors. We don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about they ain't eating the right foods or taking the right <laughs> prenatal vitamins. Right. That's what we want to talk about. Right. So this thing around adrenaline, ad- uh, cortisol is a weathering chemical. It's only supposed to be in the bloodstream for 30 seconds designed to get you out of danger and move on, right? To get either out of danger. Or for, that's right? exactly right. It's, okay. a, it's a survival chemical, right? Right now, if you were scared, if somebody kicked in that back door and came in with a gun, all the adrenaline and cortisol would drop into your bloodstream. Once they left, if you weren't traumatized, bad things can happen and you not be traumatized, right? But people have a tendency to be more traumatized when they're traumatized as a collective and children are involved. That's another thing. But, 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 but if somebody kicked it in or after a little while and after you got people around you and they hug you and say, okay, I'm here. What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And you pee that stuff out. What happens when the rape is 250 years old? Exactly. Exactly. And that's what our people are dealing with on a constant basis. This constant, um, um, and it's not, I don't even use the term microaggressions anymore. This shit ain't micro. Ain't nothing about this micro. There isn't, it is. It well, is, also, it, if it's it, happening all the time everywhere, it's micro. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's aggressive. This, yeah. This, yeah, it's just aggressive. And so for me, so for me, this idea of us beginning to do communal scholarship around this stuff, like I, I, I have a master's degree, I got all that shit, but I'll tell you, if I wasn't more than my people first, that, that degree that I got wouldn't mean shit. If you ain't more in your peoplehood first, you will be twisted in, in, in academia, right? Let me tell you. So I am in the process now of pitching TV shows and I've never done that before, like Mm -hmm. in the way that I'm doing it now. And I'm always pitching, even if I pitch to a black person, they have to get a white person's approval. That's it. A white body's approval every time. Right. So when you get these rejections um, and oftentimes, I mean, I have yet to get a rejection that was legitimate. Yeah. Like I've because the, the, the narrative is always like, wait, what? Like I've yet to get a rejection that made sense. Right. Um, and to me, something that makes sense is, yeah, I just I didn't like it. Like, right. okay, fine. Right. You right. Know, not, like I, I didn't like it. That's right. Um, but they be coming up with all type of stuff. And a lot of times before I can go to the step of um I guess what I'm trying to say is my first step always ends up having to be like me preserving my wholeness and pride of my blackness because it feels like whenever I'm rejected in those spaces that that is being rejected. And, and that's a step that, you know, those that, that bodies of culture have to go through that other folks don't have to go through. Like, because before my individual self is, is rejected, I have to go through that and and then I have to preserve it. Right. Because so often the next thing that people say is, well, then the way that I'm going to get accepted is I I just need to reject this thing and then it's going to pop up. That's right. Right. 
So I have to That's exactly right. That's it. Every day. Every Every time. time. Every time. And and this so 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 here's another piece that I say is is structural. The imposterness and the fraudulent shit that shows up when when these folks reject us in some type of way, it that's that's structural. It, yeah. it makes me so mad that it, that it. it happens but to it, me. It, but, I'm like, why are you letting them do let this? Why this is you, this, this? This is why I'm saying this is a communal injury, right? It doesn't just happen to you. I've been fucking writing for now 10 years. I've been, I've been over to Afghanistan for two years. I didn't see someone. I, I know my shit. And when I write, a, when I write something and the publisher sends something back to me and says, well, you know, I have to sit there for a minute. I got, I got, I got to right. I got to like, <laughs> well, you know, I got to like, okay, <laughs> okay. I got to go upstairs to my black wife and say, just let me say this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cause my, the, my opening is always, <laughs> am I bugging? That's right. And the answer is no, you're not. You're not. Not at all. That's structural. That shit is built in. Think about it. If 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 the, if they built this fucking structure on the idea that they are the supreme standard of humanness, and every other body is a deviance from the standard, if they if they built mm. that right, then it stands to reason that imposter and fraudulence is also going to be woven into that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, by nature of that. that that's I mean, design. that's the design. That's it. That's, that's the it. design. And that, and that, and that. If you don't keep pulling those weeds, that's it. That's exactly right. It will get stuck. And before you know it, you think you think you're a garden of weeds that's opposed to a garden of flowers. Mm-hmm. And you and and you. That's the moorings piece that I'm talking about. If you are not moored in your people. When they start, as they fling their shit up against your car, right? You think, hey, I must have done some wrong because normal people wouldn't just fling shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You got to understand, no, that's what, the, that's the structure. They, You walk down, you go down that street. That's the street that they fling shit down. You, you have to understand that. It's structural. I told y'all. I told y'all when we started this, okay? I said, it's going to be deep today. <laughs> I'd already almost cried like three times. And not I've like not like right. sad tears, but just like rage tears, yeah. you know, just yeah. Baldwin tears. That's it. That's it. And there's a, a lot of grief in this shit. There's just a lot of grief in this shit. Well, you know, and that's real. There's a lot of, and, and which is why I, I really try my best to fight for my joy. Yeah. And sometimes that can feel like a betrayal. And that's also by design. That's exactly right. Um, you know, this idea that if you are in enjoyment, that you are disregarding those who are in the struggle with you. Yeah. No, no. And there's a balance. Then there's is an it? awareness and there's a responsibility that you have to dance with. And, that's right. and it's, again... Um, it's fucking exhausting, it actually. Is. Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> why is. That, that's why the nap ministry is so revolutionary. Yeah. Telling black people, you have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you have, <laughs> you have time. time. Like you can, yeah. Design your own time. 
So uh, we have a segment on this podcast called The Script. Yeah. We give folks some, you know, yeah. supplementary materials to check out. So, of course, please promote the yeah. works. Yeah. The so, law, if you will. <laughs> so I got a new book coming out on April 12th uh, called The Quaking of America. It is a real uh, hard look at America's racial reckoning and what happened on January 6th. Mm-hmm. I don't think we, I don't think we, 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 we understand just most of us don't understand really how seminal that was. No. Um, and, uh, and uh, I also have some classes. If you go to resma.com, R-E-S-M-A-A.com. Um, and I got workbooks to go along with my grandmother's hands. And here's another thing. This is going to sound weird, but it, so there's a there is a there is a a clip out there on YouTube, and it's by uh, oh, what's the brother's name? Anyway, it's a it's a it's a clip from a movie called Amer a show called American Gods, and uh, yes, of course, um, yeah. Orlando Jones. Oh, yeah, Orlando Jones. If 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 listen, in terms of art, I'm a big art dude. I write plays. I write all this different type of stuff. Right? If you if y'all, if you want to know what, a, what what the real deal is about America, watch that clip when he's on the boat, and and he's playing a Nancy, a Nancy the the spider, right? Mm-hmm. Watch that clip because that brother breaks down in a five, when like a six minute clip, the whole setup. Once upon a time, a man got fucked. Now, how is that for a story? Because that's the story of black people in America. (laughs) Shit, you all don't know you black yet. You think you just people. Let me be the first to tell you that you are all black. The moment these Dutch motherfuckers set foot here and decided they white, and you get to be black, and that's the nice name they call you? Let me paint a picture of what's waiting for you on the shore. You arrive in America, land of opportunity, milk and honey, and guess what? You all get to be slaves, split up, sold off, and worked to death. The lucky ones get Sunday off to sleep and fuck and make most slaves and all for what? For cotton, indigo, for a fucking purple shirt. The only good news is the tobacco your grandkids are gonna farm for free is gonna give a shitload of these white motherfuckers cancer. And I ain't even started yet. A hundred years later, you're fucked. A hundred years after that, fucked. A hundred years after you get free, you still getting fucked out of job and shot at by police. You see what I'm saying? This guy gets it. I like him. He's getting angry. Angry is good. Angry gets shit done. You shed tears.
is Bukumbe Nancy. And here he is telling you. You are staring down the barrel of 300 years of subjugation, racist bullshit, and heart disease. He is telling you. There's one goddamn reason you shouldn't go up there right now and slit the throats of every last one of these Dutch motherfuckers and set fire to this ship. Mana, you go me like a boko, and you need like a wo. You are already dead, asshole. At least die a sacrifice for something worthwhile. Let the motherfucker burn. Let it all. Burn. Right? So so that's what I would do. So my books and then that clip. Uh, is is like that's that's that 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 one and then the the one from um what was that movie uh that uh, Mandingo when they caught the one slave and was and was yeah it's it's this one it's I another gotta clip look that one up. yeah it's another clip and it's a it's a, a Mandingo helps to ca- catch a runaway slave and the and a runaway I can remember this it's a it's a it's a, a brother who's an actor he's a beautiful actor uh, um. And he, he starts talking to Mandingo about what he's doing and what these white folks is doing. And he, that's another clip. These are things like when I'm doing my writing, these are the pieces that help me like, oh, OK, if I, if I ever get off into the ether, clips like that help me go. That's what bring you. Right. That's the thesis clips. That's the <laughs> thesis clips. <laughs> I tell them, I'm like, you got to come up with a thesis for your life. That's right. You got to keep that's coming it. back to that. That's and it. everything you do has that's to keep proving your thesis. That's it. That's, that's how I determine. Like, should I do it. this? Yeah, that's it. Does this does this just stray away from my thesis? That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, because I'm trying to, you know, live that's, and come back to this ground. Listen, it. I for, let me also just say, you know, rest my very um, just. A sign of benevolence donated to Smart, Funny, and Black, and we were able to give people access to see the show. And you know, we are forever appreciative and thankful to you for that because the real goal is always figuring out how to get the community to get to enjoy community as much as possible, right? And um, that has been something that I think a lot of folks forget, you know, in the process of just trying to. What what we what were you saying in self um, protection? No, so you were saying self interest. Self interest. Yeah. And I I saw a a Hawaiian Hawaiian a Hawaiian mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. say recently that you know what colonialism brought was self interest. Yes. And yes. I had never. Yes. It, again, that was something like I knew in my That's body, That's but it. didn't know in my mind. That's it. Because I feel like I'm always fighting to like in, encourage community. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, it's like, well, yeah, because like we need to have solidarity. We need right. to have protection. We need to have right. tribal, you know, right. support, et cetera. Yeah. 
But it was like I left. I I didn't realize it's like, yeah. and also because it undermines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This pathology yeah. and this yeah. ethos that yeah. has been inserted into the mindset of of people that didn't think that way. That's exactly right. And I'm gonna tell you this: is you just said something. There is so much writing coming out of Hawaiian sisters right now. That mm. that's a thing that's that I'm watching happening. Because I've had, they're like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like mostly three. and it's mostly sisters. It's right. mostly Hawaiian well, sisters that's doing <laughs> <laughs> we, we you know the yeah. women women are like we're really over it. <laughs> <Does> it? <laughs> right. Right. There's that's beautiful. Well, I'm gonna keep an eye out for that because ultimately it's it's hap- this white supremacist bullshit has been happening to so many for so that's long. And it, diasporically, we have to, I think also look at ourselves differently in that respect, right? Because for a lot of folks, it's like, oh, well, there's a Black diaspora. That's true. But there's also just a diaspora of folks who have continued right. to be at the behest and at the, um, just at yeah. the savagery of exactly this supremacy, right. whether you're in the Amazonian basin, exactly you know, right. um, or in Ethiopia, or yeah. whether you are over in... Indonesia. I mean, I think it's really just it's a it's a global thing. And I at some points I'm like, are they aliens? The folks no. who I'm like, the folks who are doing this, are they even from here? <laughs> they from here and they, and 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 the people that started, I always say this. If you the, there are five, there were five superpowers. All you gotta do is follow uh every island that they went to and fi- fi- follow uh uh every trade route. It was France, England. Spain, Portugal, and the Netherlands. Those are the five that set all of this shit up. Can we add an honorable mention for Belgium? That's that's the Netherlands, I include. Yeah. Oh, but okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. them motherfuckers. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. And here's the, let, let me say this last thing. Here's the piece is that many of those people say, well, how did this take place? How did this happen? One of the ways that this happened is that once you agree uh, on the doctrine of discovery, meaning that as a European power, any place you go that discovered that have people, brown people or black people, you've now, or, or, or indigenous people, you've now discovered that place. That was an agreement among those superpowers, right? Here's the killer, is that not only was that an agreement, but what they started to begin to do was create knowledge bases and then share those knowledge bases as standard. Pause for a second. So, when the people over in England were, were developing understandings on Africans and whether or not their skulls were so big or their brains were smaller or their lips meant this or all, or all of that race stuff, they shared that knowledge with Belgium. And then the people over in Belgium that were artists started to begin to develop these operas, these operas around black, around black people and stuff like that. They, that, that, that opera went all across Europe. Right. Then that and then and then the people who developed the idea of black people and intellect, uh, then the then the people in the medical field from Spain started. 
That's how the knowledge became the white supremacist knowledge is because those those entities began to develop different types of, of, of ideas around who in who uh, in, in indigenous people were, who Indian people were, who black people were. And then that knowledge became standardized within the architecture of those particular things, within the architecture of policing, within the architecture of education, within the architecture of science, within the architecture of gynecology, where this fucker, the father of gynecology had. Uh, 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 black women, something like 17 black women that he practiced on without anesthesia. And that's how they came up with gynecology, like shit like that. And then they took that knowledge and made it standard. Mm -hmm. That's how white supremacy is interwoven through all of these institutions. (laughs) No, you can't say I'm sorry, because I mean, these are also, it's just like how you said that those you know, those pieces from Mandingo and from American Gods that they like help ground you, you know, we have to have these conversations. I don't want to have them every day. Um, You know, it's not even healthy, right? Which actually, before we go, how do you remain mentally healthy? Or Um. are you? Do you feel like you are? <laughs> Ask that question first. <laughs> you know, like, do you feel like you are? Because these, uh, this is your, this is, this is a part of my work, but yeah. this is the crux you know, of work. your work. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's the thing that gets me up in the morning. I, I love this stuff. Uh, uh, this is, this is my life. This is, this is my, my elders grooming for this, mm-hmm. you know, seeing how my stuff connects with James Baldwin or Fanny mm-hmm. Lupamer stuff. I mean, that, that shit gets me up in the morning. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm doing better now. You know, I'm not suicidal anymore. Um, I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not blowing up my family anymore. Um, um, I'm better. I'm better now. And I, and I'm allowing, um, because I, because I'm allowing my, I'm allowing people to hold me more. How'd you get there though? Yeah, I, I had to go through all of the shit that I just mentioned. I mean, when I got back from Afghanistan, um, you know, Afghanistan was was both the best thing that I ever did and the worst thing that I ever did at the same time. And so, so it it opened me up to begin to connect to my grandmother's and my people's pain, but it opened me up in such a way and so fast and so brutal that it took me years. It took me at least five, four, three to five years to like get my feet to where I was, could actually be a human being again. Um, and, and through the course of that, my wife, uh, stayed with me through the course of that, my kids would get away from me and then come back to me and be like, dad, that's, we don't, we, we don't, we don't know what's going on with you. And, you know, and my family being worried about me and, and, and slowly but surely just, um, you know, starting to do my practices and starting to get therapy. You know, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm a therapist and I got a therapist, right? Of course. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and so it's, it was, it was really a hard fought and, um, and it, it enabled me to actually be able to accept people actually loving me. Um, and, uh, that was something that I don't think before I went to Afghanistan, I was able to do. And so. Did you um, know you weren't able to do that? No, absolutely not. Most of the time, you don't know shit until you start to right. go through it. <laughs> you don't. Had you, anyone you, ever said that to you though, and you deny girl, it? Uh, old girlfriends, old girlfriends. 
<laughs> In the transcript, it says Amanda nods knowingly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it was, it was, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's. I just it, got an email from an ex who was like, "I just want to apologize because <laughs> I wasn't able to receive love because I was not able to be loved, and you did show me love." Yes, mm-hmm. right. Don't know how to act, right? Uh, but that's not just a testimony of my just my personal relationship. That's also that's one of those pass throughs, right? This is it's 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 we 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 got those pieces. Are you right. cancer? <laughs> Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> oh Lord, Resma, how can you do this work as a cancer? I, ooh. cancer men, y'all are like. Ah. Uh, uh, we ain't no joke. We, we, we ain't no joke. Well, because the truth is that the emotions are there, but yeah. society does not give any training no, no, on no, how no. to manage that. No. And I wanted to, I wanted to just hear real quick. So your trip to, so can you just? contextualize Afghanistan for me? Like, was it for work? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was, was called a military contractor. And so my job was to be in Southern Afghanistan. So my, my, my duty assignment was, uh, was, um, my job was to be, uh, to cover all 53 bases in Southern Afghanistan. As a social worker? As, as, as a, what was called a community care counselor. So whenever there was a suicide, whenever the Taliban would breach, whenever there was a rape, whenever there was with military contractors, uh, there were 17,000 military contractors at the time. Whenever anything would happen, my job would be to go to those bases, process those bases for two weeks, determine who could stay and, and, and who weren't damaged as bad or who had to leave and go home, um, and as well as give therapy to the people who, let's say, walked in and saw their friend hanging from the rafters. Have or you started like that. writing this film? No, I haven't. No, <laughs> I haven't thought about that. I don't know if I made it. Thought it was still too much crazy shit. But, but, uh, so, 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 uh, so. No one knows that this, I, I can promise you that 90% of my listeners, including me, didn't even know that position existed. Oh, really? That's why, that's why I said, have you written this film? Because that's, no one knows about that. I did yeah. not know that there was someone who comes to the place where yeah. the cray cray happened yeah. and there assesses. Was, yep. Because yep. that then, person also then is in the thick of it. And, and, and that's what happened. And then, cause I overrode the whole time I was over there for two years. Uh, I, so this first year I did it, I, I re-upped and decided to come back without telling my wife. I, I, I re-upped because my body was so oriented and acclimated to that, that coming home. I remember one time I came home for a vacation and me and my wife were in bed and her foot hit my foot. Now, this is after three, like this three months, three months over there, right? Her foot hit my foot and I got up. And from that point on, I was up every time. I, w- I was supposed to be sleep over there. I was act or supposed to be awake over there. I was awake here and um, I couldn't wait to get back over there. And so when my boss came to me and said, you know, we don't have nobody because a lot of the therapists would go over there and then they would, they couldn't stay more than a month. They would just like, right. And so my boss said, you know, we don't have nobody and, you know, you, you're doing this work and we don't know what we're going to do. We can't do this by ourselves. So without telling my wife, I re-upped. And, you know, that was one of the first brutal things I did to my family um, and went back. But your body becomes so tethered 
to the drama and to the and not the adrenaline. Chaos. Yeah, not not adrenaline, but the just the day-to-day thing. But don't you get because don't you feel like you get caught in the purposefulness? Like every oh, day you have a purpose. And there's well, a- that's that's the piece. Also, I was I was also caught into the way that my body told time. My body told time over there, not told time here. So I was oriented to how things moved, how things breathed, what the vibration was, the jets taking off, the smell of the shit. You know, like the one camp I was in, we were in what was called Kandahar Air Force Base. That was my Mm -hmm. main base. Mm -hmm. Kandahar Air Force Base did not have a sewage system. So all of the poop flowed into ponds to like ponds all around the base in 117 degree heat. Right. Um, That. The, the, so you get organized around that smell. You don't even smell it anymore. It wasn't until I came home and my wife goes, "What smells like shit?" Was all of my, all, all of my, all of my equipment because that's just you just that's the vibe. That's the thing, and you just you just get used to it. But but it, it brutalized me, and so um, so yeah. So would you, know, you say yeah. though that because you said that you know there were. A lot of therapists that just couldn't hack it. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't I mean, mean I don't that in a pejorative. Exactly. I don't mean I don't, like, right, I don't right, want right. to put that in a way. But there are yeah. a lot of therapists who are just like, this This is not mm-hmm. um, something I want to continue, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just shooting here, but do you feel like because of, because of the Black body's proclivity for pain and chaos that you were somehow predisposed to be able to manage this in a way others couldn't? Sis, my override game was so strong that I didn't realize how how strong my override game is. What what I mean by override is is that when vibes or energy begins to percolate that self that that makes me consider self, my override is to override those notions and do for others or give to others. That's my, that's override, right? Now override when you're in dangerous situations will save your life. The problem is, is that override, you can, you can work that muscle so much to where you got one, one bicep that's 22 inches and the other one that's five inches, right? right. It's just, you, you can work it so much that now you use that for everything. And my override and I, and, and what, one of the things that happened, you know, through the course of writing my book, I realized that my override, I got a lot of my override from my people. Mm-hmm. My people had my people and my grandmother and my dad and people mm-hmm. like the first to, 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 to have your own, self the moment that that shows up we override it you know for most of our history people have had access to our bodies right we've had to dissociate in order to survive all of the shit that was happening to our people we had to override in order to survive now what's happening is that the ancestors are saying right now you have survived that now let's do this work so something new can emerge for us but we got to do this work so that other things, so we can create enough room so emergence can actually take place. Everything that we need is already there, but we haven't cultivated the soil enough so there's more room so the nutrients can actually feed on this thing so it can move up. And that's all my work. And so when I was over there, I just override the fuck, you know, that's why I was able to stay out there. Right. Is that, is that I was like, it, but the one thing that made me came home, come home was my wife. She said, um, 
after I re up, I didn't tell her two days before until two days before I was leaving that I was going back. Mm. Okay, <laughs> and, and I know, and I left, and I and I got over, got back over there, and she, you know, and then about two days later, she calls and she says, "And we having some, you know, we talking and everything." And she goes, "Um, can, I I need to say something to you." And I said, "What's happening?" And she goes, "If you do that again, stay. Don't come home." And I tried to get bad, you know. Of course, like, of you course. Know, and I was like, I'm in the war zone and you pulling this shit and blah, blah, blah. And my wife, my beautiful wife, beautiful black wife, she goes, if you do that shit again, stay. I said <laughs> what <laughs> I said. You just going to be leaving one war zone to come to another one. That's it. That's <laughs> it. So that's what got me to come home. So you heard her. I heard her. I, I, I heard her. And she was saying she was saying that for her for, for both of us because she saw I had lo- I since I was I'm six foot one. I was when I went over there I was two fifteen. When I came home from my first break, I was one seventy five. Wow. And she was like, What is What's, wrong with you? Yeah. Man. Did writing absolutely writing absolutely. help bring you back? Oh, absolutely. Because what what happened was is that through the through the having my my nine millimeter on my car, through you know all kind of crazy shit, I would um, my grandma keep showing up. She kept showing up. Take your time. She was showing up to keep you here with us. She was showing up to show you pieces of you that you had lost or that you didn't know were there. And we're so thankful that we got to see them and we're getting to see them. Yeah. 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 So she kept showing up and, and, and I started to put together her pain with my pain and my pain with my people's pain and I was a trauma trained uh you know body therapist and it just all started to come together and it started to like work itself out. Um and yeah. You know it was two cancers on a podcast. It was only a matter of time but the tears <laughs> the tears was gonna show up. It was unavoidable. So when you think about this later, just know it was bigger than you. <laughs> bigger than you. It just accepted. It was it was bigger than you. It was inevitable. Um, well, thank you so much for just your your candor and your cadence. And I can't wait to read Quaking, the Quaking of America. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot, there's just a lot of work that we do to maintain um, as we continue in this process of the 
challenging, the undoing, the protecting, the preserving, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's, it's always an honor to get to connect with someone who I feel like is really at the forefront and on the ground in doing that. So thank you for giving us your time today. <laughs> I appreciate you, sis. Keep doing what you're doing. Love you from the bottom of my heart. I see you out here doing things. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. Our people need you. Ditto. Star Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.